Planning a Disney World or Universal Studios vacation is not an easy feat. Between Genie Plus, advanced dining reservations, park tickets, hotel accommodations, and more, you're looking at hours upon hours of work when it comes to booking your vacation. Wouldn't you like your vacation to feel more like a vacation, though? Then let Zip Travel give you a hand. Zip Travel can not only save you hours of time and headaches by booking your hotel accommodations, getting the park tickets, booking the dining reservations, and a plethora of other things you need for your vacation. They can also save you money by finding the rates and discounts available during your trip. They are a great resource you can also lean on with any questions or situations that arise related to your vacation. But you know what the best part about all of this is? Their services are completely 100% free. Not only are their services free, but Zip Travel is an authorized Disney vacation planner and an officially earmarked gold Disney travel agency. In fact, they are the travel agency that Jamie and I use exclusively to book our numerous trips that we take to Disney World, Universal Studios, and any other place in the world. They book it all for us. We lead super busy lives and they make it so much easier by handling all the trip planning details for us. We know they will do the same for you. In fact, we believe in them so much, we're willing to throw in some extras if you book your next vacation through Zip Travel. If you book at least a three-night vacation package, you'll receive from us a free t-shirt, $10 in CTM shop credit, and a goodie gift basket waiting for you at the front desk of your hotel. So to book your next trip and save time, money, and your sanity, head to travelwithzip.com today. Again, that's travelwithzip.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. My name is Jared Lee, and I'm joined, as usual, by my lovely wife, Jamie Lee. So, Jamie, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Jared, how are you? I'm good. Lovely. Uh, we were just discussing, uh, we, we were live, we go live in Club 32 before we record, you know, the shows, mm-hmm. and we're talking about we have uh, our AP preview for Tron is Tron. on Tron. Do you say it like that? Tron. I never have in my entire life, but I guess I can't. Why do you say it that way? I don't know because it sounds like a like a like a like a a word that deserves prominence. Tron. I don't know if it does. I've never seen the movies. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that was a question. T- <laughs> anyway, why does Tron, Tron deserve a prominence? I don't know because it's it's well because now there's a ride I based on it i want you to go up to somebody on friday and go i'm looking for tron and just they will answer me with a straight face <laughs> no um As yeah that was my question to club 32 and we kind of talked about it a little bit before the show is is this a movie that we should watch should we, should we watch the first one should we watch the sequels to appreciate the ride more or can we just go in and just enjoy it as it is i'm gonna say no no to which part. I don't think it requires any sort of uh, viewing of anything to enjoy this ride. I have a high... Okay. I'm just going to guess. I'm not, I don't think you're going to get off this ride and go, I don't get it. I didn't see the movies. <laughs> Considering, well, and that's what I also said in Club 32, is I'm still confused that this ride is even like, you know, about to open like it got built. Considering how IP heavy Disney is, this is not an IP that is just like knocking the 
bra- you know, like just doing great. Well, I mean, I can tell you exactly why. Why? Uh, uh, money. They didn't have to redesign anything. It was a copy. No, I they just brought it over and it's here. No, I get there that. What I don't get is why they did they, especially going into Magic Kingdom, they should have just called it like Light Cycle Run. Why, why call it Tron? Right. Just call like it make up a whole backstory to it that's unique to Magic Kingdom, even if it's the exact same ride. Just have something cool that maybe goes into Tomorrowland. Like you could do cool stuff like that. But that's, I was always weird. I'm like, why? Like, I get it's a port over from Shanghai. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we have our we have our preview on Friday, so we're gonna Yay. go and ride that. Which I just found out we were looking we were talking about before the show. Um, it goes up to sixty miles an hour, which is faster than Hagrid's. Yeah, we were uh, yeah we were actually looking at that. So Tron goes fifty nine miles per hour. Uh, Hagrid's goes. Uh, 50 and then uh, <laughs> Slinky Dog goes 40. Well, I didn't think Slinky Dog was it. It's a slow one. Yeah. Well, because I was telling our daughter, because she's still unsure if she's going to actually ride it, is, you know, it's kind of like Slinky Dog. It just goes faster. And I'm like, it goes a lot faster. So I'm, I don't know if but I'm I think accurate from in telling what you what I've that. seen, I think that first part is where it goes. I don't think it stays that speed the whole time. I think it's just that first little jet off thing and then i'm pretty sure it goes slower after that because there's only one launch right pretty sure okay. yeah it's a short ride from everything yeah. i watched a i mean i've seen a pov version from shanghai and you know magic kingdom which they're essentially the same thing mm-hmm. um yeah so anyways we have that on friday and then we're we're actually heading when you hear this we will be heading either in or heading to orlando because we're gonna we decided to go to volcano bay uh on thursday and then go to our preview on friday and then come home friday yeah, so. just a little quick trip before the spring break crowds descend upon Orlando because they're coming. Yeah, I can't say I'm, gonna, I'm sad about that. <laughs> so, I'm miss those. so we will, yeah, our, our time at, at Disney will be will be very uh, uh, few and far between during the spring break season. Let's just say that because lots of lots of people, lots of crowds and kind of, you know, not the not the easiest to deal with. So. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. I have nothing to add to that at Great. all. Great. Um, <laughs> do you anticipate that you're going to like Tron? I think I'll like it. I don't know if I'll love it like I like Guardians or like I like Hagrid's or Velocicoaster, but I think I'll enjoy it. See, I am curious as to how, like, again, when something new opens and we have something else that fits the same criteria, when something new opens, it's popular. Sure. Because it's the new shiny thing. Mm-hmm. I am very curious with Tron, though, is how long does it like, does it turn into a Seven Dwarfs Mine Train where it has high wait times for years? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, because I, I don't really know how this, to me, Tron does not fit in Magic Kingdom. Just doesn't. If you were going to put it anywhere, to me, it would make the most sense in Epcot. Well, I can tell you right now, though, if I had the choice between Tron or Space Mountain, I would choose Tron. Just because I can't ride Space Mountain anymore. So right. that's a positive for me. Right. I just mean like IP and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Anyways, it's just a strange one to me. But I'll just be curious as like the time goes on of how popular it will stay. But it remains to be seen, sir. Well, considering time is, you know, it's a river, as they say. I don't know. It's was, fleeting. It's very fleeting. I was going to say time machine, but that didn't. I don't know. Jamie doesn't like. Well, you like time travel. I love time travel. You don't like multiverse. Hate multiverse. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind as I develop the time machine. So great. <laughs> All right. Well, um, like we said, we're going to talk about. We got some news we're going to talk about, and then we are going to talk about 
we stayed at the Dolphin uh, this past week when we were there, Jamie and I, and we got to do the extended evening hours at Magic Kingdom, which we haven't done ever. Well, we've never done that one. We've done ex- Magic. Well, what they used to call the extended evening extra Magic hours, whatever they used to call it. It named years this ago, a long time ago. So we're going to talk about what that was like and what you can expect from that if you're mm-hmm. curious about it, if you're going to do it, and all that stuff like that. So. Before we get to the news, just want to remind everybody: if you want even more content, uh, help contribute to the show, help us, you know, keep the lights on, keep the uh, computers running, all that stuff. Uh, you should check out, uh, maybe perhaps joining Club Thirty Two, and that's our private group where, uh, like I said, it, you know, it helps us continue to do what we do here. But in return, we give you a lot more content. There's exclusive shows like Cool Kids Kitchen. Uh, the Club 32 show, the Club 32 speakeasy. We have a private podcast feed that has music loops on it. So it's like the park entrance music to, you know, Epcot, Magic Kingdom, all of those. Uh, all the content's on there as well. There's a private Facebook group. There is 20% off of CTM Apparel and 1901 Candle Company products year round. Uh, and there's a lot more stuff we're going to be putting into Club 32 as well. We are currently developing, just we're very busy, but we are getting that taken care of. So hopefully that'll be done by this month. And uh, all that. So if you want to join there, you can go to ctmvip.com. You can do monthly or yearly options. And uh, if you do the yearly, you get a free T-shirt. If you, you can also do a free trial if you want to do monthly or you know weekly, whatever you want to do. Because uh, we do live streams in the parks as well. So if you want to try it out maybe this week, um, you know we'll, we'll live stream when we're around Tron. I don't know how much we can really do up Tron, but we'll talk about you know riding Tron and Volcano Bay and all that stuff like that. So again, if you want to join... Go to ctmvip.com, and if you want to join, we'd love to have you. So, all right, well, let's get into the news. Our first story is former Walt Disney Imagineer Bruce Vaughn is returning as chief creative officer of Walt Disney Imagineering. Yeah, so he starts March 20th and will work with the president, Barbara, is it Booza or Bowza? Not really sure. Um, reporting directly to Diomaro, and he said... I've remained an Imagineer at heart, so I'm thrilled to join Barbara and reunite with this phenomenal global team of creators and innovators during this pivotal time. Um, yeah. I find this very so. interesting. This is a very interesting. I saw this yesterday. Yeah. I don't remember. Did he leave or was he was he one of the ones that they sort of like offered a package to leave? Because they did this with a lot of Imagineers uh, where there was like... They weren't fire, but they're essentially like, here's a severance package that we would like you to take. So I'm not sure exactly how it happened. He left in 2016, mm-hmm. um, and he was the CEO and CCO of Dreamscape Immersive, um, which is like a virtual reality company, I guess. Um, but yeah, most recently with Airbnb. Yeah, I knew he was with Airbnb. And now he's coming back. So I think honestly, is that re- is this a return to what it used to be? Are they tr- are they trying to get back what they've I, lost? Or I something? I hope so. Okay. I really do because okay. Imagineering is not what it was. Um, well, and didn't this, they like fire a bunch of people like just like bare bones and? That's what I was just saying. They had a whole okay. lot of the ones that, especially the the bigger name ones that you know they got paid a lot of money, yeah. so they wanted to save cost. Yeah. But even you know we talked to to Timmy Britt a year or two ago, had him on mm-hmm. the show, former Imagineer, and he even talked about Imagineering is not what it was. Um, it's but in, This has been talked about by other people all the time, but it's much more of like a project management team versus really having these creative people develop, you know, stuff like they used to. I mean, because so much stuff's IP-based now. It's like, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to slap this on a ride. Here we go. 
Um, I, part of me thinks this is in response a bit to Universal because mm-hmm. of what they've been doing. Um, so hopefully, I don't know. This is an interesting move. I think hopefully this is them wanting to get back to what Imagineering is supposed or was. Time will tell. Because yeah. um, again, like we've talked about, uh, Tron's opening, you've got you've got the redo of Splash Mountain. And other than that, I mean, finishing up, you know, they're finishing Epcot, but that's, you know, going to be done by this year, supposedly. There's nothing else that's even slated, like, on the books of, like, stuff coming. Like, they had nothing mm. at D23. They had a bunch of blue sky that they said, this could happen. Um, so maybe this is them, I, who knows? Hopefully they, they can rework it. But as of now, there's really nothing on the horizon and you've got Universal over here building a whole new park with multiple lands and multiple rides and all this stuff going on. So part of me wonders if it's a little bit of response to that. But we'll see. So I don't know. Um, I, I haven't heard much about him. I think he was involved. Although the timing is interesting. He was involved with uh, Galaxy's Edge. I think he left. I, I don't know the timeline for sure. I think he left before they made the change to where it was the, the sequel trilogy instead of being based off the original trilogy. I don't know that, though. Um, so I know. I, he, I mean, he's involved with um, uh, Pandora. Yes, he was involved with that. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, it's, it's interesting. I don't know how quick this may be a move where you don't hear anything about it. I don't. You know, Imagineering for the most part never was like a headline grabbing thing. So. Yeah. And again, most of the, like I've been saying for a while since Iger came back, any of these changes that would take place, I mean, you're not going to see the fruits of these labors for a while, years even. Sure. So. Yeah. We'll see. So it's interesting, though. I'll give it that. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Uh, next bit of news we have is Mando and Grogu are now appearing in Galaxy's Edge at Hollywood Studios. Yeah, actually, I think it was last week or two weeks ago. I even said to Jared, "When are we gonna get Mandalorian at Disney World?" And then all of a sudden, it started appearing, and they just they just put it put him out there didn't make a pre-announcement or anything they just was there one day and we're like oh yeah hey um so <clears throat> somebody somebody that i follow on on instagram actually found out like when the times are that they that he comes out at in galaxy's edge so she figured out it's at 10 15 and 11 45 he's about out for 15 minutes and he comes out near the market place entrance okay so if you are looking for mando and grogu be around at that area at those times because they get swarmed. With oh, people. I'm sure. Swarmed. And unfortunately, Disneyland and Disney World are different in this respect because you'll see Disneyland characters walking around all the time. Nobody is hounding them. I mean, like maybe they'll like follow them around, but like not not mob them. Right. Disney World's a different character. It's like it's just it's oof, yeah. So I understand why there's set meet and greets at Walt Disney World and there's not like as many walking around characters. Yeah, I do find it interesting. And we didn't talk about it much when they did the Disneyland one, but it does break the theming of Galaxy's Edge because Galaxy's Edge is supposed to be based off the sequel trilogy and him being, I mean, oh. it, it breaks the timeline of, of Galaxy's Edge. It does now. Because this is before, right? This yeah, is this is, I mean, all we know about, they don't give it an exact day, but it's after the original trilogy before the sequel trilogy. So it's like right okay. after, I guess, return in that time period. But um, 
Yeah, it, it breaks that, which, again, I don't think most people care at no, all. People, no. Mm-mm. And, you know, my wish and hope would be break it completely and just based off the original trilogy. There's Because right. the thing that people want to see and th- what they originally announced with Galaxy's Edge was like, there's going to be characters walking around all the time. And they used to have them more than they do. They don't hardly have them out now at all. But, I mean, you know, I think Galaxy's Edge would be a better land if you did have, you know, Mando, Grogu walking around. You got... All these characters, and I think that's why if you just did what they did with Harry Potter and say, "Okay, here is here is Star Wars land," and you've got you know Darth and all these tons of people walking around, everyone would be happy. Like no one's going to care that the timelines necessarily don't match up exactly. Yeah, but I just found that interesting. I don't. I mean, I don't think that necessarily shades anything what they're going to do, but I definitely think it's smart of them to put their most popular Star Wars characters in the theme parks. Well, speaking of Star Wars, should we go on? Well, yeah. Uh, we need a new segment called I Told You So. But anyways, <laughs> um, <coughs> this <laughs> next story, I don't. I need a sound effect for it. Maybe it's just... Uh, well, That's what she said. In that case, it's me. That's what he <laughs> said. Um, Star Wars Star Cruiser is reducing the number of cruises per week. I think down to two per week is what mm-hmm. I read. Beginning in October. So a couple weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago, we did a, we talked about a story where they had a basically quietly started canceling cruises this summer and moving people to uh, cruises that had more more like I guess less availability. So they were kind of uh, condensing mm-hmm. the amount of uh, of sailings sailings. Is that what it's called? Cruising. I don't know what Departures? they call it. It's what just they a call hotel. It? Um, and um, so they, it looks like they're doing that with this fall as well. So they were also laying off a lot of the the uh, entertainment actors too. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, that's that's what comes with it if you don't have the the demand for it. Um, so they're only doing Friday and Sunday, quote unquote, sailings. Um, so just yeah, just those two days are going to be available um, starting in October. And if you aren't familiar, they also took away one of the dining times. So they had two, and now there's only one well, I had r- for dinner. I had read where they weren't even getting full people to in the dining times. It's one reason why they're cutting this back. Yeah. People weren't doing it. I mean, uh, we've said we've talked about this numerous times, and I'm not going to rehash everything we've said. I said all along, I would be very curious to see how this looks a year from now. You know, when mm-hmm. it first opens, everyone has it. But the price and the fact that it's based off, in my opinion, the sequel trilogy... That that's a very niche group of people, versus you know if you would have based it like with Pablo's Galaxy's Edge, having all these characters that you've known and loved for decades, but instead you'd get you know this based off of I, I don't know it it just to me it never seemed super appealing and the price tag alone especially you know in the economy we're in right now uh, doesn't lend itself to repeatability for sure. Well, see that. I agree with you partially. See, I, I think that the story is interesting enough to to some. Like, I don't think they need to change so much about the story. It's the price and repeatability. I think those are the main two factors here. I mean, for a party of five, huh, it's a great show. For a party of five that, that goes to, uh, to, to does the Star Cruiser, I mean, you're looking at like $6,000 for two nights. That's a hefty price tag. So it's it's interesting to me too because they offered the cast members 
like a 50% discount or <laughs> yeah, something for the cast members, which is, which is great for them. But we're not seeing those discounts anywhere else. Like they're not, they're not discounting it at all. But yet. even 50% off for cast so members still like what? 1500 bucks. Well, I mean, it's yeah, still super it's expensive. Still like, yeah. It was still like two grand. Um, so yeah, I, I think the issue here is that I think we're going to see some discounts coming out unless they can just fill those sailings again. Um, but yeah, unless they offer more story, different stories, like choose your own adventure kind of thing where you can do like different things. I, yeah, I don't know. I will disagree in that. I think the story from what I've seen is completely, in my opinion, bunk. I don't know. Okay. Like it's, but we don't have to agree. I think they're going to have to revamp it. They're going to have to change it up. They need, so they have two ways they could go about this. And I think all along, I've always wondered why don't they just do this into a, sort of like a dinner theater type thing. Like you yeah. board the ship, you have a dinner, you know, something goes on, you see it happen, whatever. Uh, they're going to have to change something, whether that's the story, the concept and everything. And this whole thing was an experiment um, to begin with. So, uh, but I think the main sticking point for most people is the price. And also too, the fact that you have to basically, like it's two full days of everything planned. Mm-hmm. It's not like a relaxing weekend to do this. So, I, yeah, well, uh, it'd be interesting to see how this goes as it continues on, but they're going to have to make some changes to it for sure. Yes, that is true. Moving on. And just don't base it on the sequel trilogy. Anyways, okay. Okay. That's my <laughs> final thing. <coughs> All right. Uh, next story we have is a remember. Okay. Well, you remember those uh, 50th anniversary Florida license plates? Yes. That we see all the time? Yes. Well, apparently Disney made... One and a half million dollars off of those, mm-hmm. and it went to the Make a Wish Foundation. Yep, it sure did. That's a lot of money. Uh, a new design is coming this summer, and I think they're just going to take the fifty off because there's a fifty on the Cinderella's castle, so it'll be a different castle. But they're going to s- keep selling them and keep putting the money toward Make a Wish. So there you go. Yep. So we don't have one, but they they look pretty. Yes. <laughs> uh, do you think we've talked about this briefly? But do you think they change the castle after the fiftieth? Like, do you think Gosh, they revert the colors? I don't know. I like the colors. I, I think w- they keep it. I I think they'll keep the colors. I think they might take off the the adornments, the the like drape, the drapery things, or whatever they're called. Um, the, they'll keep the turrets blue. I'm sure. I just I don't know though. I think I looking know. back and you see the castle with this the gray and blue it looks so boring it does look i don't see them going back to that at least i don't think they should i think it looks good as it is yeah i think they should keep it i think they should keep it too but we shall see yeah all right uh next story we have is a new ramp from ia is directly (laughs) sorry do that again it's i4 i don't know why it's ia that's what i was wondering okay (laughs) sorry All right, uh, next story we have is a new ramp from I-4 directly into Hotel Plaza Boulevard is not happening. That is correct. It is not happening. Um, so I'll try to describe this as best as I can. So if you're going westbound on I-4 and you're approaching the Disney Springs area, you usually get off on 535 and you have to turn onto Hotel Bo- Plaza Boulevard. Okay, so they had cleared out a bunch of land and it was this crossroads mall or like shopping center Mm -hmm. it was like kind of old so they they bulldoze the whole area and it's like just completely flat now there's nothing there 
So the whole plan was to do just like a direct, almost like a direct way to get right onto Hotel Plaza Boulevard so you completely bypass 535. Well, that's not happening. Um, so they've completely reworked it to where they're still going to help alleviate traffic, but it's going to alleviate traffic for northbound 535. So the, a lot of problems were happening from 535 to turn left to go west onto I-4. So instead of now, there's going to be almost like a, a like a loop. So you just go around that crossroads area, going right, and do a loop to get onto westbound, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So that's what's going in there instead of the basically the off-ramp flyover thing into Hotel Plaza Boulevard, which yeah. is kind of a bummer. Well, they didn't give a reason, but it it money s- it reeks of just cost reeks cutting. Of money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and a bunch of a little other changes here, like they're going to make more room for turn lanes or probably, I mean, eventually I think they're probably going to have to widen it because it's so busy over there and they are going to make the exit ramp from I-4 onto 535 a little bit longer because traffic gets really backed up right there. I don't know so how extending that will make that any better, but um, it'll just, it's a, it's a, it's a it what's a bandaid on a bullet wound? Is that how you say it? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Like it's just gonna it's gonna help it for like a second, and then it's gonna get busy again, and right we'll have to change it. So yeah, yeah. Well, like it, this would be a, a newsflash in case you haven't wondered. Um, I four is a nightmare, <laughs> so if you can avoid I four, do so. If not, you're just gonna be waiting in lots of traffic. Well, like, uh, yeah, and like the it's it's a Popka Vineland Road is what it is. Um, is what five thirty five is. It's even it, it's it's insane. It's an insanely busy road. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a busy intersection. So, wah, wah. yeah, I four is the king of why are we stopped? Nobody knows. <laughs> Too <laughs> many right. cars on the road. Too many cars. But yeah. So, mm-hmm. all right. Uh, next one we have is the Grand Cottage at Grand Floridian is now open, and they have a giant Kevin egg. So, yeah, Kevin from Up. Kevin from Up. Yeah, she is very tall. Very taller than you. I'll take her legs out. She's got her little eggs in front of her. It's very cute. So I'm excited to see that. I think we're going to see that on Friday. Um, And our daughter has said she wants a sheep cake pop. That they are selling a little cottage store. So we're going to see all those eggs. It should be fun. It'll probably be really busy, but that's okay. Probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah, depending on when we go. This is like the first Easter ish thing i think right they haven't really I started think that so. i mean they do a, they do some easter stuff at grand floridian so yeah and they do beach club and in yacht club and they've got some stuff at boardwalk they've got the epcot uh easter or the not easter egg hunt, but just egg hunt uh yeah so looking forward to all that indeed indeed and the last story we have is typhoon lagoon is reopening march 19th and in retaliation, Blizzard Beach is closing on March 18th. <laughs> in retaliation? Really? They're not going to let... Listen, they're fighting. And they're like, when one opens, they're like, well, we're closing. I mean, I guess. I'm assuming this is just how this is going to go now. Like, I, you know, ever since, you know, COVID, they haven't been open at the same time. Like, one opens and one closes. So, I guess maybe this is just... I, I don't think there's enough demand, maybe, for That's two. That's it. I don't think they need both of them at the same time. Right. Yeah. So... Until they decide to combine together for Typhoon Blizzard. Typhoon Blizzard. Maybe they have <laughs> one giant park, but anyways. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so 
If you want to go to a water park at Disney this year, uh, this summer, it will be a Typhoon Lagoon and not Blizzard Beach. Okay. Unless you can break into Blizzard Beach, but that's th- that's on you. I'm not I'm not condoning it. I'm just saying. Probably you know, don't do that. You know, it's it's funny because Blizzard Beach is open during this, the winter. And it's a blizzard. It's beach. a blizzard. Yeah, I get it. It's 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 funny, I guess. Sure is. All right. We're thrilled to announce the release of our latest shirt design celebrating the return of Happily Ever After. If you're like us, you've been eagerly anticipating the return of the best fireworks show Magic Kingdom has ever seen. And what's a better way to celebrate than with our exclusive Happily Ever After comeback tour shirt? Yes, and all Capture the Magic apparel shirts are some of the softest shirts you'll ever wear and hand-printed by us in our studio, ensuring they'll look great wash after wash for years to come. Plus, our shirts come in a variety of sizes, so the whole family can join in on the fun. Indeed. So don't miss out on your chance to commemorate the return of Happily Ever After with this exclusive shirt release. So head to ctmshirts.com to check out our full collection and place your order today. Well, that's all the news that we have, uh, mm-hmm. but we do have a poll time. Poll time. So my poll time this week uh, is a last edition of our favorite lands polls um says which land or area at magic kingdom is your favorite and here is what everybody said so 31 percent said adventureland 24 percent said main street usa 19 percent said fantasy land 14 percent said tomorrowland frontierland got nine percent Liberty Square got three percent, so this kind of turned out like I thought it would. I think we did we did a um, like an attraction bracket thing, or maybe we did a poll a while ago. But Adventureland always wins. It's a little surprising. I kind of figured Fantasyland would always do better, but well, Fantasyland has the castle, like it's included in Fantasyland, so I get why it's higher up there. Mm-hmm. But Adventureland has Pirates of the Caribbean, Jungle Cruise, Tiki Room. Dole Whips. Um, what else did they have? It's kind of a small area, though. Skipper Canteen. It has the camel that spits at the you. The camel that spits at you, of course. Um, and I think it's it's very... It holds a, holds a lot of nostalgia, I guess. For me, I like the theming better in Adventureland because it sort of reminds me of Polynesian, which makes sense. Polynesian, Adventureland, Main Street, Grand Floridian, um, Tomorrowland, Contemporary. You know, like. So you're going. It mimics them. You're going deep on that. That's that, it's on purpose. I know what I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um. So and Polly is my favorite out of the three, but um. Yeah. I. I mean, I picked Adventureland. What would you pick? Uh, I think I voted Main Street. Okay. I like. I mean, I like all of them, but Main Street. I like Main Street. Main Street. You got that feeling. Get that feeling walking down, right? I mean, it is very nostalgic. I mean, I don't remember the 1920s. You don't? You I weren't mean, here? I'm oh. just saying. It reminds me of perhaps what that would have been like if I did remember it. And I didn't remember it because I wasn't around then, but I'm just saying. that's <laughs> Until I get the time machine worked out. Anyways. Is this supposed to be the 1920s? I think it's supposed to be like turn of the century. Oh, I thought it was around that time. I mean, the same thing. Turn. It's 1901. Not. Sorry, I think it's, I think it's more like 1901-ish, but anyways. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. 
Listen, man, I'm not an historian. That's I'm true. just a podcast. You just host. play one on TV. I just play. A, yes, <laughs> that's who I play. Anyways. <laughs> all right. But thank you, everybody, for participating in the poll this week. And we'll have a new poll next week. Yes. If you want to be part of the next poll time. Uh, if you're like, hey, I didn't get my voice heard. Well, you can join the Capture Magic Facebook community. Uh, Jamie posts the polls in there, and she also posts them on Instagram on the stories. So you can follow mm-hmm. us there, or you can follow both places if you're really cool. So yeah. Again, yeah. Instagram and Capture the Magic Facebook community. So <laughs> that is where you can vote there. So, all right. Well, let's get to our discussion for today, which is we're going to talk about extended evening hours as we got to experience this from our stay at the Dolphin uh, for one night, which we're not going to talk about really staying at the Dolphin because we've stayed here before. And we stay there one night, and we're barely there, so we really yeah. don't have any much to say. One or two years ago, you can go back and listen to it. it. It hasn't changed. So our thoughts about it exactly how it was two years ago? It has changed just slightly. Just slightly. In what way? Um, they're redoing the balconies right now. They're currently uh. redoing the balconies. And ours was a new balcony. And by new, I mean... They redid the, I mean, they just put a new balcony that looks exactly the same. It made it less murdery. Still I murdery, still don't like those murdery. balconies because it's just a slab of concrete that just sticks <laughs> out. Like, there's nothing to support it. I mean. They're the right. least. There's no way I'm going out there and relaxing on that balcony. <laughs> I know you're going to tell me that's not going to fall. If you look at those things, there's nothing supporting it. It's just a slab of concrete. I'm good. So, okay. I'm not a fan of those balconies. I'll just. We we don't have to go out there. You're, it's okay. It's all right. Like those uh, are the um, only balconies I've been on where uh, when I go out there, it my legs get that weird okay. like squish feeling. I'm like, ugh, I'm good. All right. And we were on the ninth floor, I think. So we were a little. We were pretty high. We were pretty high up there. Yeah. Um, and these rooms are, I mean, they're very simple, like very like little to no theming. Um, the room still has carpet. I did not like that. Anyway, this isn't going to be a dolphin review, but no. what we're saying is if you want to hear about it, a couple of years ago we did one. I don't remember what episode number, uh, but our views on it are basically the same and it hasn't changed much. So if you're going to you know, potentially stay there, you can go listen to that review about the dolphin. I'll put it in the show notes, but it was yeah. from November of 2020. Just FYI. Yeah, that'd have been about right. Yeah. So, wow, that's almost three years ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we stayed there. So we could do extended evening hours. Well, Epcot, too, but extended evening hours. Yes. So if you're unfamiliar with these, uh, on select nights, some parks are open two hours past the official closing time for guests at certain hotels. And if you're a deluxe resort guest, DVC guest, or are staying at Swan and Dolphin, what is it, Swan Reserve as well, Mm -hmm. and Shades of Green. Yeah. Yeah. then you can participate in this. And this is not to be confused, this extended evening hours, it's not to be confused with Disney after hours. After hours. (laughs) Thank you very much. Disney after hours is the paid event that includes refreshments and lasts a little longer. Um, I think... It goes till two. Well, it it depends on... Well, Usually. It goes for three hours. I think it's three hours, right? Yeah. It was four hours for the Christmas party one. It was very long. Was it four hours? Yes, it was for that one. Okay. But that was, I don't know, it's a different thing. But yeah, it was three hours, or three hours for after hours. And again, that's paid. This one is included, like Jared said, if you were one of those guests. Yeah, and I, th- although I do think, I at least myself, I will be comparing this to an after hours to see the differences in that we've done after hours before. Mm-hmm. It's been a long, and this essentially replaced, uh, well, like an indirect replacement for evening 
extra magic hours or whatever they were called. From like years ago. Yeah, which yeah. we did. I mean, when we first started going to Disney together, they would have those go until like two in the morning. And I remember Well, that. it just depends on the time of year. It did. But, but they it had was ex- for everybody. They back had extended then. times and yeah. it was didn't you have to stay on property though? You had to stay on property. But right. anybody staying but on property could anybody do could go. Yeah. Right. Um and I always enjoyed those. So but probably the closest comparison is going to be sort of to an after hours type event. So that's probably what we'll mm-hmm. compare it to. But and just FYI, guests staying at any Disney resort and a few of the on property but not Disney owned hotels still have access to the early theme park entry every day for thirty minutes. This is a different thing. We're not talking about the same thing. Right. Um, that could be a little confusing. There. They have announced that extended evening hours will continue through all of 2023. And as of right now, Epcot is on Mondays. Magic Kingdom is on Wednesdays. Um, Hollywood Studios was participating in this uh, briefly, like around Christmas. I think it was last year. And then one other time, but just it's just for a little bit. And then it's and then it was it was over. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's that, that's basically like the gist of it. I mean, it's just, I mean, so in our situation on our night, the park closed at 11 officially. Officially. And then we were able to, we got two more hours. So we were, we could stay until one. Yes. So that's what, uh, that's what they are. So basically you can, it's not like you have to come at 11, but once 11 o'clock hits, um, and this is something we were curious about, like, well, you know, because when you get in after hours, you, when you check in, they give you a wristband and you got to show your wristband every time you go to stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what are they going to do? So they do check your magic band or what, you know, your, they your, scan it your scan every card time, every single time to make sure that you are, you know, part of it, you can do it. And so they don't scan everybody. So they'll come up and they'll ask you how many is in your party. And we'd say two, they scan the one person. If you're good to go, then everybody in your party can go in. So they're not scanning everybody, but they're scanning each party. Right. That goes into a ride. Right. Um, so, I mean, theoretically, I guess if you're not a deluxe guest or DVC or whatever, you don't qualify, you could just stay out in the main street, I guess. Uh, there's nothing that would stop you from being able to do that. Right. But unless I guess yeah. unless cast members start going up to people, asking them to see them, see their magic bands. But probably I don't not. see that happening. No. So, at least for this. I mean, my guess would be, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure if you still wanted to buy stuff or you just want to hang out and take pictures or stuff like that, I'm sure there, you could do that. You just wouldn't be able to ride any rides. I don't think they'll let you do photo pass though. I don't think they'll let you do the photo pass. I don't know. Um, but they did have photo pass photographers out. Uh, like there were like four or five on Main Street. Yeah, they're quite. A few. Um, and kind of spread throughout the park. But um, do you want to talk about the crowd? Uh, it was a. V- it was pretty low. It was very um, low. It was very comparable to like we we've done after hours events two or three times. Uh-huh. And those you know depend on as the night goes on the crowds are a lot lower. Sometimes when the the night begins it seems like there's a lot more people. Um it was very low. Like yeah. the whole yeah. the whole time. Um because we got to the park at what time did we end up getting there? Cuz we went to like contemporary first, so we didn't get to into the park. It was around 10, yeah. Yeah. It was the fireworks had already happened. So I think a lot yes. of people were already sort of leaving. Mm-hmm. Not many people were going in. And it was a Wednesday, so it wasn't like any locals were there. And Wednesday's know? not, I mean, you got to think, Wednesday is a pretty low, it's not like a super high crowd day. Neither would it be Monday if you're doing Epcot as well. So I think they're put on days where you can get the most out of this with like lower mm-hmm. crowds for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, our night, not a lot of people were there. Um, and then, yeah, like we were, we were just kind of hanging out. And then once you know, 11 o'clock hit, 
uh, we've just, you know, you could see it even thin out more. And well, the only right. thing that really changed was, you know, they, they're going to scan you before you go into to get on rides. Right. And that was really it. But Yeah. But that we did have a... S- do you want to go through this? Yeah, I was going to say what... So we kind of decided to do this of like how many rides could we get done? With and, and when we do... We mean that like not like riding over and over the same ride. We went different rides. Yeah, and I think we did a vlog on this. I think we did it to where it's like we each chose three. Mm-hmm. That's what we did. We each chose three rides and then we we're going to see if we were able to do it, what the wait times for it all were. Um, do you remember the rides you chose? Mm-hmm. What were the rides you chose? Um, I chose... Um, Pirates of the Caribbean, Haunted Mansion, and what's my other one? Uh, don't quite remember. Because <laughs> mine was Tomorrowland Speedway, so we could see Tron a little bit better. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I had Seven Doors Mine Train and Big Thunder. Oh, my other one was Peter Pan. Oh, that's right. You so chose the villain. Well, we tried, to tr- we tried to choose like higher i guess higher profile rides um and some that weren't so like we could kind of get a an idea of how long the wait would be um yeah but yeah so i should we well i I mean spoil alert everything was a walk-on except (laughs) for seven dwarfs was that was the only ride in which we did wait about 20 minutes 10 we waited 10 minutes we waited 10 yes it was post to 25 and i said i bet you it's gonna be 10 minutes and i was right that was the only one where we legitimately didn't just walk on. Everything right. else was a complete, complete walk, walk on. on. Uh, and that, well, we rode Seven Doors at the very end toward the night. So it was about uh, 1230 when we got Tw- off of that. It was a little closer. We had about 15 minutes left of the night. Okay. We could have done one more ride. We probably could have. But, but we did We did get our six in. We did. We, we did. did. Uh, and the crowds were... I mean, there were times where y- there's nobody around you. Like, you could turn yeah. around and just, especially if you're back there by Frontierland. Oh, my gosh, because Splash Mountain's closed, you right, know, the so there's nothing there's back there anymore. Yeah, the only thing back there is, is Big Thunder. Um, yeah, well, I guess we should talk about what's closed. Uh, what is closed? Um, Carousel Progress isn't do- isn't running. Hall of Presidents isn't running. Um, I don't, f- Feel Our Magic, I'm not sure if Feel Our Magic was. Jungle was Jungle Cruise running? Yes. Okay. Um, and Shannon Tells with Bell was closed, and I think everything else was was up and running. People, okay. people mover was up. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think everything else was up. It was just basically like the show stuff was closed. Country yeah. Country Bears was open. <laughs> Yay! Yay! So glad they were open. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, as our night goes, I mean, it was very similar to an after hours. In terms of the way it felt, um, and even more so in terms of like there, uh, many times there was nobody around. Uh, like, even sometimes after hours, you're gonna wait five, ten minutes on a ride. I mean, these were again the only one we even waited on was Seven Dwarfs. Everything was legit a walk on. Even Peter Pan, we walked through the queue, and I think by the time we got to the thing, maybe we waited five minutes maybe. at the very end there to get onto it. But again, you're talking Peter Pan's normally like a very long wait. I mean, usually in a day it's gonna be at least 60 minutes usually oh yeah for that ride so uh, yeah i mean after hours you do get the food well you get ice cream and popcorn and then you get and the drinks. drinks so you don't have any of that stuff included here no nope. um star I, th- I think cosmic rays is the only quick service restaurant that was open starbucks was open and star okay yeah main street bakery was open yeah. yes and then some of the carts some of the carts were so yes. not a lot was open as far as food goes but 
there weren't a lot of people, so it wasn't. It didn't make sense to keep right. everything open. Yeah, it definitely. I mean, and, and if you went to the hub, especially if we were leaving. I mean, Main Street was almost empty. It was a great time to get some pictures. Um, oh yeah. And again, this is probably due to the fact of a. It's a Wednesday. It wasn't an insanely busy week, and also it's mostly just uh, deluxe, you know, resort guests. Sure. Well, that's the big plus with this. I mean, like if you're if you're gonna take a trip here coming up soon, or or during 2023 when they're still doing this, um, you know, think about maybe doing a DVC stay or doing a deluxe stay or even Swan and Dolphin like we did. Yeah. And and trying out the extended evening hours. Now, if we had our kids with us, obviously we wouldn't have done this. And part of the reason we haven't done it before is one because we usually stay on the weekends, and two we have our kids with us. So this was just kind of one of those things where I was like, oh, my gosh, we're going to be at Disney on Wednesday for Flower and Garden. That's I know that's extended evening hours time and we're going to be staying at Dolphin like we got to tr- we got to do this. Yeah. Although it was 10 o'clock and I was like, I'm so sleepy. Oh, I was exhausted. <laughs> so tired. I was, <laughs> I was very tired. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and one thing about this was um, I, I haven't heard a lot of people talk about this. Which is interesting. I haven't well, heard. I mean, it's <coughs> one of those things where I think, you know, locals probably don't experience much because they're not staying at resorts much. Right. So right. I, I just haven't heard a lot of stuff about it in general. So we were like, yeah, yeah, we'll do this. But I mean, I guess, spoiler alert, I, it was great. I mean, I have no complaints about it. It, it was awesome. It was, you know. It was fun. Super. It was like 70 degrees. Weather it was, was so yeah, nice. Weather was perfect. I mean, uh, I, I, Actually, toward the end of the night, I actually got a car because I went in there and the Starbucks is still open. It was like, a yeah, it was like 1245. We were leaving. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to get a coffee for the morning. Just put it in the fridge and have it when I wake up. Yeah. And so I, I went in there and I asked, I was like, you guys open? She's like, oh, yeah. And there was, you know, so I went in there and just got a coffee for the morning, which I was like, that was, I thought that was smart of me. I was like, oh, I'll just do that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no Starbucks was open for sure. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, it was. I enjoyed it. It was very after hours, you know, feel. It was only two hours. I mean, the two hours did go by pretty quick. Um, I When we first said we're doing three rides each, I was like, oh, we're going to get done and have like an hour left. But we really didn't. Um, so it, if it was very long waits, I mean, you may not be able to get more than like five rides done, mm-hmm. depending on how quickly you want to go. And we were kind of going at a very leisurely pace. We weren't really trying to like hustle to each spot. Um, we were just, you know, we weren't. We weren't like wasting time, but we weren't in a huge hurry. Right. No. Yeah, we weren't. We were just kind of like kind of moseying on through and it was it was perfect. Yeah. So. It was perfect. And I was going to say, like, this is a good strategy to use for those that can stay up late and um, necessar- necessarily try to fit everything in on their trip. So, like, here's my here's what I'm thinking. So, like, let's say you have a Monday and let's say you only have um Let's say you only have like base tickets. You don't have park hoppers. Mm-hmm. Let's say on Monday you go to Epcot. Let's say you rope drop it. You get however many rides you can in the first couple hours. And then you leave at like 11. Mm-hmm. You spend the rest of the time at the hotel. You go to Disney Springs. You swim, whatever. And then you go back to the park that night, like late at night. Yeah. You can really, you can avoid having to pay for Genie Plus and you can experience all the rides with little to no weight. Um, you can do that with Magic Kingdom as well. Um, and then make the next day just like a resort day or something. <laughs> like so you yeah. don't have to so you can well, sleep in. And I was going to say that too. I was like, you could do this in an, instead of having to spend the money on Genie Plus. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes down to 
is it worth staying in a deluxe resort for this specifically? Mm. Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, it depends on every you know whatever what your budget is and things like that. So I don't you know if you were going to take advantage of both these Mondays and Wednesdays. Um, it could be worth it. I don't know. It depends on you know what you're looking. I mean, we got a pretty good rate at the Dolphin, so I think in that yeah. terms, it wasn't it wasn't too much more than staying like a value. Really. So it was, yeah, it was probably like it cost about the same as it di- did for a Pop Century on the higher end. Yeah. Um, if there was no discount for Pop Century, um, but that we did get the pass holder discount. Right. For. Dolphin and it was the middle of the week and it was pre spring break. So it was yeah. kind of like perfect so, storm. Yeah. So if if you want to take advantage of this and you don't want to spend, you know, like obviously deluxe resorts can be very expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, you can mm-hmm. rent points, but again, that can be kind of pricey too. Dolphin or Swan and Dolphins could probably be your budget option on this. Um, it, it depends on your situation. Like for us with our kids, like Dolphin's not going to be our first choice. No. Um, it's just not. I mean, no. I know. There are people that love dolphin. For me, I don't really. It's okay. I mean, when it comes to dolphin, like I wouldn't want to stay there for five nights, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want to take advantage of this, I think that would be your budget way of doing it. You could make it worth. I mean, if you weren't going to do, you know, Genie Plus, and you really wanted to ride some of these rides at low wait times. I mean, yeah, if you if you took advantage of Epcot and Magic Kingdom on Monday and Wednesday, you get a lot of stuff done that mm-hmm. could make it worth it. Yeah, it just kind of depends on everybody's situation. So here's a question for you. Do you think that now that it's just Deluxe DVC and and a few others that are included in the extended evening hours, do you think that's quote-unquote fair? Because it used to be evening extra magic hours for everybody. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Like, Do you think that they should include moderate in value? Or do you think that that it's it's a nice perk to be able to have this extra thing if you're if you're spending more money in your hotel um i'm not against giving you know perks to people who are spending the extra money you know staying under the luck so it's sort of like at universal you get the express pass included if you stay you know the premier side or whatever it is right uh i I think how it used to be could work if they just didn't include all the good neighbor hotels as well if it was just specifically staying on disney property um I think that wouldn't be a bad way to go about it. But I will say, if you if you throw in the moderates and you throw in the values, you are going to have much more wait times on stuff. Well, and the values alone have so many rooms. Tons of rooms. Tons of people. So if you're adding in so. values, you're going to probably... I would say there's way more values than there are deluxe. So in terms of the amount of people that would come. So you're probably, mm-hmm. at the very least, let's say you would double the amount of people that would be there. I'd probably say more than that, even. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if this would have the value or if it'd be worth it at that point, because then you'd be talking about everything would maybe be, sure, it'd be less of a wait time than a normal park day, but you might still have 45 minutes for seven dwarfs, or you might have 20 minutes for this. So you would maybe only be able to do two or three rides. So in that sense, it's like, I I feel like this is okay the way they do it, considering Mm -hmm. And again, this goes down to the argument about a lot of stuff, but it's like if everybody's allowed to do it, then it's not the the feature that it that it you know is right now. Sure. Because more people. So. Well, I mean, I remember. I don't know if you remember, but when extra e- uh, evening extra magic hours was going on, 
it was almost as busy as it was like during the regular hours. Oh, it wasn't less time. It I was mean, terrible. The cool part about it was the fact that you were just in the parks late at night. That right, was but like wait times were still really long. They were. And, so and that's why I think this isn't a bad way to do it because yeah. it is actually a perk. I mean, yeah. in, in a different scenario, this really isn't a perk as much as it would just be instead of having to leave by 11, you can leave by one. So you're just right. extending that amount of time you can have in the park, but you're not getting you know, less crowds and things of that nature. So yeah. I don't know. What about you? No, I agree. I think I like that it's just deluxe and DVC. And um, I mean, it's not like you're not getting anything. You're getting early entry. So you still have that. That's true. You get you an know? early entry. I mean, again, too, it's like it's not an unheard of thing. I mean, that you get, you know, if you spend more money, you get more perks. Sure. And so, you know, if people are willing to spend the money to stay at deluxe and things like that, then, you know, makes sense. So, I mean, like, I want to, I'd hope to do it again soon. I'll try Epcot, maybe. Epcot's a trickier one, which we won't go into, but. Um, Epcot would be trickier because it's, yeah, it's it's way more spread out. Yeah. So, hopefully, we get to do it sometime just to check it out. Because they don't have I was, the. F- I was glad. As, as much food stuff open at Epcot when they do it? I have no idea. Yeah. That's an interesting thing because Epcot's obviously, like, most people look at that as a food park. So. Sure. But, yeah. So, all right. Anything else you want to add about uh, extended evening hours? I don't think so. I, I I enjoyed my time. I thought it was great. And if, like I said, if you're on the if you're thinking about this and you're able to do it, I think it's definitely something that you know take advantage of. If you can stay awake. <laughs> if you can stay awake and you can do it, uh, yeah, I think it's something that you could end up. You know, it, it kind of be one of those things in your trip where you're like, wow, that was actually kind of nice. Because again, it's very after hours ish, uh, in terms of what you're able to to get done. So. And we know that a lot of people have already done this. This was just our first time. We just wanted to give our perspective. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. Don't come at us with that stuff. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to say. Anyways, uh, all right. Well, I think that will uh, do it for the show. So uh, I guess be sure to check us out on social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Instagram and TikTok. And there's there's Twitter. But hold on on Twitter. And then we also have the YouTube channel, which we have video versions of the podcast there. And we also have vlogs. And we just released a vlog where we talked to, uh, we basically fall around uh, us at Flower and Garden. Uh, we were on there on the first day and the second day. So we show you some foods and give you 10 things that you should do at Flower and Garden this show year. Show you some foods. <laughs> well, I mean, it's foods in plural. <laughs> That's true. Which ones we like. Uh, and we, we will have a vlog about this as well, the extended evening hours. We did vlog this and, and mm-hmm. kind of made a competition out of it. So we have vlogs and stuff like that there. So go check it on the YouTube channel. It's at Cap the Magic there. And if you want even more content, we have other shows on the Caption Magic Network. We have the uh, CTM Universal Show. We were talking about Universal Studios. And that is a once a month. And that one will be coming, I think, next week. Monday. Monday. Yep. Uh, we'll, we will be heading to Cabana We'll be, be heading to Cabana Bay, but we're going to be staying at, uh, going to Volcano Bay as well. Yes. So we'll talk about that. And then Jamie also has Trip Tales, which is her trip mm-hmm. report show. And that is back to once a month. Mm-hmm. And uh, what... Uh, let's see if it's Monday. It'll, uh, it'll be the twentieth. Am I doing the right dates right? Yeah, it'll be like the twentieth of March. Okay, will be the will be the next time it comes yeah. out. So and it's a good resource if you're planning a trip because you're you're getting firsthand information from people who just went on a trip. Mm-hmm. So you've got a lot of uh, tons of people have gone on trips now. We can get some firsthand you know information about for trips coming up for you, similar situations and things like that. And if you want to be on Trip Tales, you can go to ctmtriptales.com and there's a form there. There's a button that says be on Trip Tales and fill out the form. And uh, Jamie will let you know if she chooses you. 
Uh, all right. We also have Outside the Bubble, which mm-hmm. is our uh, show where we talk about things outside of the Disney World and Universal Studios bubble. So if you want to do things outside the theme parks, that's uh, where we talk about that. So that's once a month on this feed as well. So, all right. Well, that will do it for the show. So thank you, everybody, for listening and or watching. And thank you, Jamie, for joining us. Thank you. And as Jamie always likes to say, we will see you in the parks. Bye. <laughs>